The Waddle and Sylvie podcast is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Sign up using promo code WMVP at sportsbook.draftkings.com. Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears. Chicago Bears. ESPN Chicago. And this is Carmen and Yurko. Live from the old National Bank Studio. WMVP WSHE HD2 Chicago. A good Karma Brands radio station. All right, Yurko, let's thank some people. Thanks to all the great folks that came out here to Buffalo Wild Yeah, Wing. good crowd. Miller Lite, thank you so much for it's another good Bears crowd, football feast. Great crowd. Our next one, uh, next week we're in Kansas City, but that's because we're going on the KC trip. Can't wait. Going to be a blast. We'll broadcast live from Hotel Kansas City if you're going. Our next B-Dubs show is 6th. October 6th, which is the day after the Thursday Nighter. Yeah, Calumet City, Illinois. On the south side in Cal City. My hometown. Thanks to Charlie Bevins for being with us here as our engineer. Black and Abdallah back at the shop. Thanks to Mike North for joining us with the bonus play. And uh, most importantly, thank you for listening, calling, and participating. When we do these Friday football feasts at 2 o'clock, Miller passes out a bunch of free beer, and we yeah. do a toast. We do a toast. And my toast was, uh, go Bears, don't suck as much as you did last week. Oh, and no, I, uh, we suck again. Yeah. I hope not. I, that was the toast. I think that was an appropriate one as we bring Waddle and Sylvie into the conversation. Did Johnny uh, have severe uh, chicken wing fatigue out there? Dude, no. we had a lot of wings and we had a lot of chicken uh, nachos. Nachos. A lot of so nachos. Car- a lot of wings. Carmack sounds a little bit like he's got party voice, does he, a little bit? I don't know what Carmack I don't have party voice. Well, I was at home last, last night. Okay. <laughs> I was at home with my kids last night. Okay, but my, my voice this time of year is always rough because my allergies are so bad. Okay, my allergies. And it is. If my allergies were my allergies in the spring were as bad as they've been in years. I'm hoping the fall is not quite as bad, but it's off to a, uh, an inauspicious start. Let's well, put it that I mean, way. Maybe you're just you're yeah, allergic to crap football. I'm yeah. fighting it. Uh, yeah, and it's the crap football doesn't help. Yeah, the crap football doesn't help. Um, is it, so wait, yeah, is it the ragweed like a joniac? Joniac has the ragweed. Yeah, the rag, it's, I've got high, yeah, I've got just like mold. my seasonal allergies are mold. very bad. I've got they, mold issues. Four yeah. fingers of bourbon fixes that. Yeah, it doesn't always. Sometimes oh, I like to think yes, it'll it kill everything on the inside, but believe it or not, it actually doesn't. Uh, Crosstalk is brought to you by Club Hawthorne and the betting bars featuring horse racing, video slots, and sports betting throughout Chicagoland. And it is time for Crosstalk with Waddle and Sylvie. How about eight inches of, of uh, or eight fingers of uh, Eight bourbon. inches. Oh, what are you talking inches. about? That's eight inches of Tommy. Jeez. 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 Tommy's got eight inches on his mind. Eight inches of bourbon. What's going on? Tommy's look, look got, you, you meet the you, be, you meet the UPS driver today. What's going on? <laughs> well, I'm not sure what that means, John. Please explain. My, my heavens! Is that is that one of the requirements to drive for the? Yeah, great you didn't GPS? know that. You yes. got to be eight inches. Yeah, eight inches, pound and a half. Tell me, Tommy. Uh, <laughs> that was awesome. Oh my God! Eight inches of bourbon for you, Carl. Eight inches of bourbon tonight. All right, that sounds good. That's a lot of bourbon. I feel yeah. like eight inches is a lot of bourbon. It is a lot of bourbon. One That's of those Eagles videos yesterday. The guy's like, I got four. Yeah, yeah, it's unbelievable. <laughs> How about I mean, where do you want to start? Um, let's start Bears, obviously. But the Allen Williams stuff, guys. This is a, Tommy. You ever remember a game when one of your coordinators was not at the game? I, I no, but Yurko doesn't we were, either. We were talking about this upstairs. I don't know how different it's going to be. Mm. I mean, I feel like it's going to be different. Eberflus doesn't call the plays. I know, but like that cover too. There's not a lot of dynamic things inside it, is there? I mean, John, you would know this better than me, but uh, could, I mean, true. how many? Like, look, Carm, 
They couldn't get to the quarterback for the entire first half of last week's game, and what did they do? They Nothing. just kept running the same defense. Yeah, true. I can do that. Okay. I just eight. put two fingers in the air, not eight inches, two fingers. Eight, right, yeah. I'm standing on the sidelines. This is it, guys. We're running the cover two. Let's do that. I know, but 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 you could send blitzes in on the cover two. Of course two. you can. So, like, please oh, do. Lovey had many different coordinators under his head coaching range, the cover two, and a lot of them were better than the others. Like, Bob Babich was not as good of a, a, a coordinator oh, no. as Ron Marinelli. So yeah. I, I do believe there are differences between who calls the defense. I hope whoever calls them has better success this week than last week. I do, too. And the fact that when he caught here, he structured it in such a way where he wasn't going to be calling them. I mean, did I don't know. Does it throw an added wrinkle into the like the the, the operation of everything this week, or is it not going to matter that much? I don't know. This is all I. I, this, I don't care who's calling defensive sets. If you can't get home with four, do yeah. something different do something and adjust. Else. I don't Amen. care who's calling it. Amen. I don't care about anything other than somebody getting in Baker Mayfield's face. Yeah. Because if you don't get him off his spot, he's a professional quarterback who's been in the league a while. He may not be an elite guy, but he'll make a few throws to some pretty dynamic receivers. Yep. Yep. Well, you are right. I mean, it Great is. Great analysis. And, and, it, and Thanks, it is John. Eberflus's you, defense. And if Eberflus sees there's no pressure, all he has to do, he's connected to the headset, right? Yes. I mean, it's not It's not detached like we used to joke with Nagy or whoever. Well, Matt's was never plugged in. Right. Yeah, we always, right. like, he could say, hey, Alan, uh, dial up some pressure. Hey, uh, dial up some pressure. Like, so it, sh- it shouldn't be much different, but. Because he could always step in and say, "Look, we're, we're we're too we're too much the same." I don't know who else. Like, I don't know their coaching staff well enough at this point that who would step forward and be the de facto well, defensive coordinator. You guys were in house hall last two days, right? Yes. Yeah. You guys knew Williams was gone. No. Yeah. They, no. They announced that they, they had said that he was no, away. This was announced like a minute ago on the, well, the Bears for website. game day, though. For, for game, game day. day. No. Yeah. No. They, oh, he yeah, wasn't no, there this week. They had announced that. No. Well. We, yeah. I didn't. I had no idea. It's funny. I mean, he, he he coordinated a poor game. He didn't get to the quarterback. He didn't change or try to do anything different to get to the quarterback. Oh, you. Then all of a sudden, your former defense coordinator decides, hey, I'm going to be the defense coordinator again. You going conspiracy here, Yerk? Well, I'm, I'm just saying, I, if, if there's any time to do that, I'm, I'm less likely to believe people um, right off the bat. I try to find out if there's any other things that might be going on behind the scenes. Mm. Um, I could paint all types of scenarios. Now, I don't have any inside information yet, but I'm starting to speak to the boys in the Bowery to see uh, exactly what may or may not be going on over at Hallis Hall. I've never, ever had a coordinator that wasn't there on an NFL Sunday. Well, I don't, can't remember either. I can't never. Either. Yeah. Never. You ever remember? offensive coordinators back in my day were missing in action all well, the time. True. But that's true. That's I mean, the reason why Ken Cavanaugh still leads the organization uh-huh. in touchdown Thank you. catches. Thank you. Ken Cavanaugh. <laughs> I mean, give me a friggin' break. Can you imagine, Tommy? Ken Cavanaugh. Yeah, I can. That's what happens when you've never had a 30-touchdown <laughs> passer or a 4,000-yard passer as well. last game you, you was in 1950. Change. Jay told us uh, the year that Mike Tice was the offensive coordinator, they went without an offensive yes, coordinator. Exactly. Good point. That's true. You've got 17 weeks as a D coordinator to make your name in the league. 
17 weeks, 17 Sundays. Sylvie, you ever remember? Uh, I, you, and you've covered longer than I have. I don't ever recall this. You ever recall hearing? May, may, look, but maybe it is something serious with, with his oh, family. Oh, no, no, it could be. I mean? It absolutely yeah. could be. But, Especially and if he's that, away all week. And it would have I mean? to be, obviously, yeah. because I, 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 you don't recall a situation where this has happened. Do you, Sylvie, for the I, Bears? I, I where can't. Coordinator I can't. Was not no, there? no. Neither can I. Not off, not off memory. No, yeah, it's crazy. Listen, we'll I don't see. mean to be callous about we'll any see. of it. I'm just saying, from a football perspective, like I don't care who's making the calls. You have to find a way to pressure the opposing yeah. quarterback, and you can't be, you, you can't be set in your ways, and you can't be stubborn about it. Yeah. So find yeah. a way to get Baker Mayfield a little uncomfortable and off his spot, please. Find I'm a asking way. nicely. You know what we thought was weird? I'm asking nicely. What's that? It, it, Waddle brought this up. Uh, the building up of, and, and I think Claypool probably will be active. Waddle, didn't you think it was weird that the wide receiver coach, Tyke Tolbert, was building up Chase Claypool for his... Yeah, I think all of this conversation about a grown-ass man in professional football is weird. But yes, that specific play, if you go back to it... The touchdown for Mooney. Yeah, I mean, first of all, I, I give the credit most of it to, to Justin for setting the protection correctly, getting them where they needed to be, and then executing the play correctly. What, what, what Claypool is doing is just basically running at... One of the cornerbacks not making any contact, that's your job. Like, it's not like he put his foot in the ground, went up and went over top of somebody and caught a touchdown pass and an unbelievable catch, a la Garrett Wilson. All he really did was run at a cornerback trying to create a bit of a rub situation to free up the other guy, which is great. But yeah, like but I, mean, I like said, you said you, for my kids, you don't get extra did, credit did, for not uh, doing did jobs. Did you read the quote, guys, about like the the cord, uh, the the wide receiver coach giving him credit? I saw it. Yes. Like it's like they're almost going out of their way to try to well, build him back. Like again, hey. like they're going out of his way, out of their way to introduce him yeah, yeah, as exactly. part of the starting lineup when he's not in the starting lineup. It's so weird. Instead of taking stuff away. They're 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 handing stuff to him. They're trying everything, guys, because they want to make it work. I mean, but I got a feeling that if the the performance is anything uh, nearly as bad as last week, that I don't know how many more chances they're going to give him. I mean, I think you're right, Sylvie. I think they do give him a chance at redemption this weekend, but uh, the, the leash at some point's got to be short, Look, right? It's a touch of a conundrum here because you traded a a, a significant piece of capital for him. And sometimes you just, you know, I'm not saying that they need to pivot and walk away from him now, but at some point, sooner rather than later, if nothing improves, you just have to admit that you made a mistake and you move on. It's like what San Francisco did with, with Trey Lance. And I get it, they can do it because, you know, because they've got, they've got skins on the wall and their resumes are better. But at some point, if it's not working out, you've got to make the decision sooner rather than later but so you're trying to massage the situation to get the most out of him but you're also trying to set a culture and you're building with a new regime and a young group of players and if you're coddling one guy you're setting the wrong sending the wrong message to the other 52 guys in an environment where you're trying to create a culture so it's just it's constant friction for me and it's just i it makes me want to just I know. it's no good yeah, you guys, that's it. It's just not good. You, know, you look back at like his last twenty games or so in the league. I mean, it it's ugly, boys. I mean, for a guy who's got you know once had promise and has a ton of skill and had a very productive rookie year. I mean, it is. Carm, you just you, put on the film. I mean, I know you rails. saw the film. The film shows you this. Not only is there no production, there's no catches. 
When I watch him play, and I'm not trying to be, you know, personal or mean or anything. He's six foot four and two twenty. He's been kissed by the football gods. Yeah. I mean, he has ridiculous skill. But when you put on the tape, he doesn't threaten corners. Yeah. He doesn't play as big and as fast as his measurables. And and look, that's got to change. And I've always said that he can, he's the one that can change the narrative, how we feel about him. He can do it on Sunday by taking a huge step forward. It's up to him. Yeah. He doesn't look like a threat anymore. No. You're right. When he's, in, when he's in the game. I mean, his body, you make a good point. Yeah, he looks like a threat when you're standing next to him. He's huge. It's impressive. There are no, but he corner- doesn't look like a threat on the field. Cornerbacks don't come out of their backpedal when he's running deep yeah, curls. That's not good, huh? They're just not. I mean, so there's really no threat there. And, no. and it, it, again, this is not me coming with some tainted angle. I'm just telling you what I saw in the film this week, and I'll tell yeah. you what I saw in the film last year he's, when he was yeah, available. He's had a lot of soft tissue injuries. He's had yeah. in, lately, you know, soft tissue guy. Make us all say something different on Monday, please. Did Do you, it. Did Go you ahead. hear, Carm? Did you hear what Josh Lucas told us about him? No, that, I missed it. They're really good stuff. I don't know if you heard too. We're going to replay some of this stuff. He revisited why they chose Mitch over Mahomes as well. Uh, I don't know if you heard that stuff. We well, went, come play it for me right now. Come on. You want to hear the Mitch stuff? Yeah. Okay. And, and we also get an, asked air, him, get an air sickness uh, bag. Yeah, 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 yeah. I want to hear it. We also asked. We were, him, I was in. A, we were in a meeting a few of us yesterday, so I missed uh, the Josh Lucas. I should have gone back and listened, so, but I didn't. So we also asked him too about Claypool, and remember they chose Komet over Claypool. And we asked yes, him was correct. some of this the part of the worry, and he said yes. Okay. That they were they got very nervous too when they saw Claypool fall. They they liked the player, but they were worried about him, and they just felt Komet was the safer pick there. Mm. So they 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 they, mm. they really liked uh, Claypool at that point, and they they wanted him. But it's hard not to fall they, in love they, with the measurables. It really is. They, they yeah. Yeah. So this is um, so Josh Lucas was the right hand man for Ryan Pace. He's he's out of uh, the scouting business now, and he's he's getting into the media business. And he was in Hallis Hall from 2015 to 2022, and he joined us on the show yesterday. He was very candid um, about why the Bears did some stuff, and there's a, a few parts to this. So I asked him point blank, like. What happened and why they chose Mitch over Mahomes? This was his answer. Just to keep it simple, grades from the entire building, it was really Mitch, Patrick Mahomes. The grades on Deshaun were significantly lower. So the, the, the focal point from December on were those two quarterbacks. To answer the question um, candidly, honestly, and, and concise as I can, we felt we were taking the less risky player. We knew what kind of defense we were putting together. We wanted someone that had a high floor, even if we knew the ceiling was a little bit lower. We thought Patrick Mahomes was a much more risky selection, a a more volatile, greater chance of missing. Obviously, we were wrong. We were incorrect. But that's the easiest way for me to answer that question. <laughs> You're wrong, all right. <laughs> I, you know what? This is where I would. Um, you, it's you, why he's in the media, quick. guys. I was, I was thinking that when you talk about eliminating some of the risk, the risk still existed for me because he only played 13 games. If you right. would have been talking to me about Brock Purdy or someone that had played 40 games in college right. football, 
then you can talk to me about eliminating a lot of the risk. But I still think the risk exists with a guy who's only played 13. Wasn't that, which is weird because wasn't the safest pick Deshaun Watson, the guy who yeah. wasn't even on their board? Probably. Because he did Watson. the most against the best yeah. competition. I was told that, that Deshaun's stuff from, from from some people wasn't what materialized in Houston. It was is he had you know an injury issue in college and he was kind of narrowly built and they were afraid about his durability. Carm, yeah. I asked him if him and Pace ever had sort of a come to Jesus moment where they they looked at each other and go, boy, we F this up. And he Whoa. said, yeah, yeah, they totally oh, did. Like, like a year in and he said, but it's not like they could hide under their desk. They had to move on. So we asked this question. Can move out. Well, yeah. Well, they eventually lost their job over it. But um, so Josh Lucas uh, answered this question because we always get this call. And you've heard this a million times, Carm, oh, yeah. where yep. it doesn't matter, guys. If Mahomes was here, the Bears would have ruined him. So we asked Josh Lucas, former director of player personnel for the Bears, would Mahomes have failed if he came to Chicago? Incorrect. He's transcendent. He's elite. He could be the best ever, if not one of the top five. He is special. His ability to play off script in this league, his vision down the field to continuously create plays for four quarters is just rare. I think there's four or five transcendent quarterbacks in this league. You could pick them up, drop them into any one of the 32 situations, and they will give the ch- that team a chance to win a Super Bowl, and he is one of them. I wish he would have known that uh, coming out of college. Oh, you know, too, I mean, that's painful I, to listen to. I, I wish he wrote that down. Oh, you know what he also God. talked about, and he was very—I thought he was very honest and open about this as well uh, when he was evaluating the game that was played on Sunday I've against the it. Packers. Yeah, I've got it. Do you want to hear the the, the flaws um, from yeah. just what he saw Sunday from Justin, Justin Fields? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, here it is. The offensive side of the ball. I'm not as concerned. There is talent in every unit of that offense to be productive and score points, give the, give the Bears a chance to win. They have to get better play from the quarterback. He's too, he said it yesterday, he's way too conservative. When there's shots, you have to rip the ball down the field. The explosive plays are so important because when you get into these 10, 12, Play drives, every offensive play you run, you increase your risk of a penalty, of a mental error, a missed blocking assignment, turnover. And you saw that on Sunday. You know, they were moving the ball in the first half, and and you're coming away with field goals. You're shooting yourself in the foot with penalties. You can eliminate that with shorter drives through explosive plays, and they were there. They were schemed open. He didn't rip the ball, and it led to check downs, long drives, lack of points. And don't forget, he drafted a field with right. pace. Yeah. So he, for him. he's their guy. He could have easily ripped the coaching staff, who he has no connection with, and said, look, the coaching staff is doing Justin wrong because Justin's our guy. But instead, he ripped the guy that he drafted. He was a part of drafting and said, or not ripped, but critiqued. Fair yeah, criticism critique. saying, yeah. look, he needs to be less conservative. That's what the tape is showing. That's unbiased yeah. good honesty right there from the director, the yeah. former director of player personnel for the Bears. It is good. And Justin's telling you himself. Yeah, He's telling you himself. Carm, I think you and Johnny were talking about something that happened last night that I think is very apropos for this conversation. And that is, look, 
Kirk Cousins gets banged around as much as anybody out there. His offensive line, he was on his third offensive left tackle. The center's a backup. And this has been the the M.O. for the Vikings over the last couple of years. And while he may not be Patrick Mahomes, he is still stepping into different parts of that pocket and delivering the football. I'm not talking about how good a player he is or not, but he does knowing he's going to get hit. He still steps up and lets the ball go. And that's just what quarterbacks at this level have to assume that they're going to get hit. 90% 90% of the time, they're throwing the ball. Amen. And there are bad offensive lines in this league. That's a reality. Do the Bears have one of them? Yeah, probably. It looks like it. Or at least it is right now. Maybe it'll get better once they get a little healthier, once Nate Davis gets his legs underneath them a little bit. Fine. At some point, the quarterback's got to step up and make some plays. Kirk Cousins threw four touchdowns yesterday. Yeah, he did. In the face of immense and constant immense pressure. pressure. You just four touchdown pass. Yeah, you're going to get hit, and if you watch NFL film of other teams, pretty much every quarterback is letting it rip and then getting his face mauled. Right. Like, that's the nature of the it, position. It's got to happen. In, unless you're playing the Bears. That's yeah. true, well, Johnny. Yeah. Johnny, that's the one, that's the one <laughs> exception. Yeah. All right, boys, what's up on the show? Uh, did, you guys, did you guys give your prediction, too? I think the Bears bounce back and win. I like that we have them at plus three. We got the better of the numbers, Sylvie, because it's only going to continue to go down. Yeah, you too. I know. Uh, It's two and a half right now. Yeah, I I don't believe in the in the Bears right now until they show me they can do it on Sundays. I'll say Bears. I'll say Bears. Bears twenty. All you guys say Bears. Bears. I'll just say Bears. I got them like 2017, like in that low score. That's they, what I was thinking. They, they Something get, like yeah, that, they, Sylvie. They get a couple turnovers 21, somehow, some 17, way. Yeah. I, picked, I picked them 20 to 19 with absolutely zero confidence well, in my pick. I know. Like, I think if you break this down on paper, you don't come out with that number. My head and, says but, but, Bucks. Right. My heart says Bears. Yeah, I, I, I think this is, I'm predicting it based on nothing but a, a whim. Uh, on the fact that they can't possibly lose for a 12th straight time, right? Uh, <laughs> I, yes, and, and, and the thought. Carm, that if you have any pride in any intestinal fortitude in what you're doing, you you come out and you play a a, a significantly better game in Tampa against a team that's got a good front. They've got some good players, but you should be able to match up. So this is the question that we're going to start with. If if I give you two scenarios, Tyler came up with this, and we'll answer this because hey, I think Tyler. We, uh, hey Tyler, uh, I think I think we're different on our answers on this. If I painted you two scenarios, if I can paint you an ugly win in Tampa, where still the offense doesn't really look good, the defense doesn't get a lot of pressure, but somehow some way the Bears escape with some, like that nineteen seventeen win yeah. or something like that, or the Bears put a lot together. And they lose a shootout, 28-27, and Justin's looking better. Which scenario would you rather have? A victory. So, and, and we'll, we'll discuss Good. that. Because I think, I think there are, Yurko, I think a few of us are in, in that camp, and a few of us are not. Okay, I like it. Good conversation to start Big off, victory. boys. Victory. All right, Waddle and Sylvie are uh, talking football and Bears through the next. uh, Enjoy week two, everybody. Go Bears. Remember, we got eight hours of coverage right here on your home for the Bears Mm. on Sunday. Uh, Have a great weekend. Enjoy the beautiful weather. Waddle and Sylvie will get you home next, and we'll see you Monday afternoon. Listen to us now, live on the ESPN Chicago app. Listen to the show in HD at 100.3 HD2 FM. Listen now on ESPN 1000. 
This is Waddle and Sylvie, ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Happy Friday to everyone. We made it to the weekend. Beautiful. This is one of those that you put in a bottle and you want to open up in the middle of the winter, right? I'm afraid I'd drink it, not waste, wait till winter. Probably would have no self-control, just drink it up the day after. Yeah, this is the break glass in case of emergency day. This is perfect. It's going to be dark at 440, so, you know, sooner rather than later. You're so always, just get used to that. You're the one who always tells me, don't. Don't go there yet. Well, you know what? Maybe you've rubbed off on me, and now I, my head is just I down. ruined it for you, too, That's now. right. Now I'm just a pessimist about the weather. I love mid-September weather. You know, when you get days like this. It's beautiful. Mid-70s. A beautiful. We've got Bears football for you this weekend. Tom Thayer is going to join us in a half hour from right now. We've got the noon game. us a bridge to a victory this weekend. Yeah. Build me a bridge, Tom Thayer. Well, I mean, what would you rather have? This is what the discussion was. Tyler brought this up. It was uh, something that Tyler asked. Tyler, why? so your, um, your idea of them losing fashionably... <laughs> is is what the it. Miami game of last year? Yeah, is- the Miami Dolphin game where the offense was flying. You were in it the whole game. It was a thirty five thirty two final, I think. You kind of felt good about the Bears after that game. Not even about though, their defense, not about but the their defense, offense, but yes. certainly about the way that they moved the football. Or would you rather they win? Or, Kind of like the Texans game last year, where you just it was ugly and you fell into it ass backwards into a a pick in uh, enemy territory, and you just had to pretty much sit on it and kick a field goal to win. I think I'm I think I'm on an island here. I would prefer because the win total to me isn't meaningful this season. I don't believe that they're a true competitor, and right now I'm so down on what I saw week one. I need to see significant improvement some of their key players. So if you tell me that Justin's going to play the way that he did against Houston last year, which was horrible, and they sneak out a win by hook or by crook somewhere in Tampa, I, I, this is probably flying in the face of, you know, of, of you, you, the way a, a player is supposed to feel. But I would prefer to see Justin make significant progress, DJ Moore get involved in the offense, the offensive line, do a much better job, and give me hope and give me confidence for the future. Like, I think I, I'm flying alone I, on this. I, 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 won't, I, I won't rip you for that because, like... Thank you. That's nice well, I mean, because there, there are some things that you can walk away from that game and say, look, if, if Justin makes you feel great and he's processing and he's finding DJ Moore... And they and the line comes together. We know the defense isn't that good. We know the defense can't really rush the passer. We know that Kyler Gordon now is out. There are still some things that we're questioning on the defense. So they lose a shootout, but to Baker Mayfield. For me, though, the way I'm answering is 11's enough. <laughs> and, and, and we're still so er- and we're we're too early in the season. Where I'm using the line from the NCAA tournament where you just have to survive in advance. You need a win for pure survival at this point. And any way you get the win is a win at this point. And you could advance and get better and score beauty points as the season moves on. There's Not the following week because you're playing the Chiefs. They're right, fine. But there's still plenty of time to find your stride. There's plenty of time to change that narrative about how you think about Justin and how he looks. A lot of time left. 
You need to turn. They've lost 11 in a row. You need to get on that plane from Tampa with a W for the good of everything, for the good of the culture, for the good of the coach, for the good of that team. And they need to remember what it's like to win a football game. That, that for if me, I was, now. If I was playing and I was in uniform, I'd feel exactly the same way that you just described. I, I polled the question. Meller, Tyler, Tyler, it's your question. How would you answer it? I would say I'm on Waddle's side here because the most important part of this year is finding out if your quarterback is the right guy and if you're going to have to maybe move some draft capital to go out and get a quarterback. But if Justin Fields shows you in week two and gives you some positive momentum from a quarterback position and starts to prove to you that he's the guy, that answers my biggest question for this 2023 season. Well, it doesn't answer it yet, but it's, it's, but it's moving in the it's right moving direction. You in the right direction. Now, what, Waddle, you taught me through the years time and place. Absolutely. So I believe the time and the place for now, there's still plenty of time for that later. If it was later in the year, if, 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 if like, hope for this season and, like, you've got to build something better here. And wins are still important this year. Like, we're not talking draft position. We're not talking anything about that. There's time for him to get better. This, this, they are in huge need for just the win. But uh, this is, uh, and, and look, I can't dispute what you're saying. And again, if I was still in uniform, obviously the W is the most important thing, but I'm not in uniform. Tell this to Tyler, too, when he comes on at third. Sure no, I'm not going to do that. Yeah, you tell this to Okay, Thay. I will. Tyler, you yeah, tell this to Thay. I will, because I can put my quote-unquote analyst hat on and take it off and put my, my player hat on and tell you that those are two different perspectives. Sure. I'm not 24 years old anymore trying to do everything I possibly can to win a football game. Now I'm looking at a football team where the bigger picture is something that comes into focus for me, not the here and the now. And if, if they go to Tampa and the offense looks in Tampa just like it looked against Green Bay and you come away with a 17-16 win, and the offense is is hot manure like it was against Green Bay, I'm person just me. I'm not yeah, telling yeah, you. I know. I'm not going to feel any better just because we got the dub, because after week three, we're going to be 1-2, and, and not 0-3. Oh and and Big just, deal. But you'll advance then. You know what I mean? Like Advance to what? Advance to week three to hopefully get better in that department. Like, there is time for that. Like, I'm 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 always a bigger picture guy, like you say. But I think there will be time at like in week nine, week ten, week eleven, week twelve, week thirteen, week fourteen. It's a long ass season where there's plenty of time to worry about the greater good. The here and the now is the only thing that matters. And the only thing that matters in week two is winning a football game. You sound like Coach Ditka, and I appreciate that from you. But I would just respectfully decline okay. to feel the same way as you Mallard, and Coach Ditka. what do you got? You know, it's interesting. I was thinking about this, and initially my first thought was, yeah, I want the Miami game. But I was also thinking about it more. And remember how that Miami game played out. A lot of it was Justin Fields doing things with his legs. And I know he's capable of that. But what I would like to see on Sunday, if they end up losing, is him as a passer doing more, going through his progressions, maybe being a little more aggressive if Luke Getze is asking him to do that. So that if it, it plays- doesn't have to be the Dolphin game, like specifically. We just said shootout. Like in the Dolphin game, he ran for 178 yes. yards, but he also threw three touchdown passes. I'm with you. Like I, but, I want to see him be more proficient as a passer. Running's part of yeah. his game. So if it, 
if they end up losing the game, but he looks better as a passer, whether it be just threatening the, you know, the Buccaneers secondary more down the field and making, you know, utilizing DJ more the way we all expect him to, then I'll feel a little bit better about it. But if they just go about beating the Bucks in a fashion where it's him running all over the field, but the passing game doesn't look like it's made any progressions or steps, I don't know. Then I'm kind of like, are we doing the same thing that they did last year? Three one, is that is that good enough? I don't but, know. But, but now you're kind of you're shaving off. What do you want? Do you want a do you want an ugly win or a fashionable defeat? However you you term fashionable. Okay, then if I have my choice, I think I'll go with fashionable. Defeat. All right, so I'm on the island. You it's, weren't it's, on the island. It's, it's you know what? It's it's a plush island though. And I think you're going to have more company on your island possibly than me. I do. So so far on the poll, um, I I termed it this way because you only have – I couldn't describe it as well on Twitter because in the answer box you only get like 25 characters. So here's the way I wrote it. I wrote, on Sunday against the Bucks, would you rather the Bears, A, win ugly or B, lose a close shootout? Because that explains it's a high-scoring Right, it's I a mean, high scoring close game. Yeah, yeah. there's it's some high, nuance to it. You're, you're yeah. scoring a lot. Like I, I, like again, that that indicates that your offense is is clicking. Right, but the nuance I would add to that is is if you go out and run for 300 yards and Khalil Herbert runs for 150 and Dante Foreman runs for 125, that's you know, that's a different outcome than if we, as Meller said, we're we're seeing significant progress in the passing game from our most important player. 68.6% are with me, uh, winning ugly. 31.4% say lose a close shootout. You saved yourself a beatdown, too, from Thayer. Because if you had said what I said, you, you yeah, you were going to... I'm actually with you, but it's because <laughs> Thayer's coming up in 20 minutes that that I just... I and For the sake of the game, Did you I, do this because you feel it, or did you no, do it no. out of fear? No, no. I, if this, I'm telling you, if this was week 9 or 10... I'd probably be with you. It's the time and the place. It's the 11-game losing streak. It's too early in the season to worry about. But about, if you get to week 9 or 10, if you have to wait that long to see progress from your quarterback. I'm worried more about the record right now. You need to just go to 1-1, one and one, and then you got plenty of time you're to, more to worried continue about the, to fine-tune things as the season moves so on. So you're more worried about the record right now than you are the progress of the quarterback. I want it all to get better, no, but there's still time too. to get the progress of the quarterback okay. up and going. He needs a win up here. He, he's, he's been under center for 11 straight large, 10 of them under for him. A lot of the run. reason is because he hasn't performed right. or he, hasn't delivered. He needs to walk off in, 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 and take a knee at the end of a game in victory formation. I believe even if it's not a great game by him, he needs to walk off that field with a win. But if he goes through the same scenario and he's not pulling the trigger on some of these throws and he comes to the podium after the game and says, I'm still not aggressive enough. enough. There's work. Remember, look, it, it, it didn't start out pretty last year. And I know no, he didn't. did it differently running the football. Well, and last, we want him to throw the ball. Last year, they actually threw two touchdown passes in the win over San, uh, San Francisco. Right, right, right. I mean, I think but he I, actually I, looked good again. But, but his his... I don't think his passing numbers overall were that, or at least the offensive numbers overall weren't that good. Then the Packer game, I think, in week two, and then some of the games after that. 
the Washington game wasn't that good. He met, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, the opening game he was efficient, but after that, right. yeah, you're right because the third game was Houston and he was dreadful. In yeah, that game. yeah, but but then midseason, like I I just think there's time, and I I just want that win. Like I've explained it three one two three three two three seven seven six. We'll take some of your phone calls. Uh, Tom Thayer coming up at three. Doug Kazarian with the plays of the the weekend, college and pro at four o'clock. Will Bond coming up at five. And uh, we've just got so much uh, to get to today as uh, the Bears take on the Bucks. Don't forget, um, we've got uh, four hours of pregame show. It's Black and Abdallah starting your day at 8 o'clock. What time, Meller, what time is the fantasy show on this weekend? 7 a.m., baby. So, uh, really, it's five hours. you got the Meller with fantasy at 7, then Black and Abdallah at 8. I'm on with uh, Lance Briggs and Dion Miller at 10. And then don't forget for the halftime show, I take your calls at halftime. I was all over. Remember, this is more of a talk show at halftime. I was all over Getzy in that screen passing game at halftime. And we were taking your calls about that at halftime, not on the post game. Oh, starting at half. Giving him the business at halftime. At halftime. So we're, you don't have to wait till the post game to make a call. We'll take your calls at halftime on the Bears Radio Network. And, um, and then, of course, after the game, so will Yurko, who was awesome with Peggy, as always. And then Pat, the designer, with Meller, along with J-Mac, will be there for you on the post game as well. So we've got just so much going on on game day on Sunday. Uh, but we want to hear from you now. And then Tom Thayer coming up at 3. Waddle and Sylvie, from our State Street studio to your hellish commute home. We're there with you, making it bearable. Never mind. Never mind. Back to Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN Chicago. Mark Silverman, Waddle and Sylvie, ESPN 1000, was a guest on Greeny. It's reminding me a lot of Mitch Trubisky. He's way more talented than Mitch, but I'm worried. He can throw it. He's a great leader. He's a hard worker. I don't know if he processes the information quickly. For whatever reason, there is some hesitancy. He doesn't trust it. And I think that's what Waddle is talking about when he says he's concerned about his ability to be able to process information. They call me help. They call me Stacey. That's an unsportsman like penalty they right there. That's good because it's the name of the show. <laughs> Chris Canty right there, Evan Cohn, and uh, yeah, they, that was uh, that was me. That was not Waddle, and that was from the grid. They played that clip from the Greenie show a couple of days ago. Too. Yes, after you you had you had a prior engagement. They went to me. I was giving Bubba crap about that. He goes, "I lost a coin flip." Sure, I did. But uh, it's all good. You can handle all of those going forward if you'd like. You know me. I'm, I, I was happy you as could like be. You are like a moth to light. Oh, well, especially on the Greenie Show of with course. talking to Hembo yeah. and, and all those guys. They're that, wonderful people. Yeah, I love them. They're yes. great guys. Uh, so the Chicago talk shows will have plenty to talk about. Our buddy Tom Waddle, former Bear. They'll be taking lots of calls about that decision. It's that time of year, right? It's, it always happens week one of the NFL season. The Tom Waddle Show. <laughs> Thanks for the reminder. Not a Miller. problem. Bears Packers talk. talk. I actually told Miller to play Waddle. that. Just to keep you in check, mister. That's good. That was very good. Mike and Rosebot, you're on with Waddle and Sil- Well, you're on the Tom Waddle Show. You What's play up, that Mike? however often you feel is necessary, <laughs> Miller. What's going on, guys? Great show as always. Hey, Mike. Thank you. And, and listen, I hear you guys loud. Matter of fact, first of all, Sylvie, let me say something. 
Happy belated birthday. We share the same birthday. Oh, that's awesome, Happy birthday Mike. Thank to you, Mike. You. Happy birthday. How old yeah, are thank you? Thank you. I know you said either a fashionable shootout or winning ugly. See, I, I want to say fashionable shootout, but that means the defense wasn't playing well. They, they just given up. But, but Mike, let me and, just interject this. If, okay. you win, if you win in an ugly fashion, that means uh, most likely the offense didn't play well. Exactly, exactly. So what I wanted to get at was, I think more than anything, I want to see them compete. And, I mean, if, if it ends in a loss, okay, that means you made Tampa beat us. You know, you made Tampa beat you. I just want to see them go out there and compete. Nothing like we seen last Sunday. That was just horrible. You know, I just want to see them compete. I'm go with out you. There, I'm with you, Mike. Do it. I mean, if, if it ends in a loss, which we don't want, but you went out there, you gave it, you, you hung in there, you didn't lay down, you competed. I, Mike, I echo what you're saying as well, because look, don't get, don't nobody get this wrong. I'm not, I'm not okay with a loss. I'm so upset with what happened. Not only do I want them to play well, I'm demanding that they win a game. But if you ask me what's most important to me, it's that exactly what Mike said, that you guys actually go out there and show me that last week meant something to you and you are competing and your performance on all, in all areas improves. I need to see improvement, especially from their offense. Robert on 355, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Rob? Oh, hey, guys. Um, when I was listening to your conversation, you know, another game that popped in my head last year was the uh, Bears-Patriots game. Um, you know, I think that's when they started going on the 30-point barrage. On, and they were 2-4 and four going in, and then they they upset it. They were huge underdogs, went 3-4. and four, And I think that's when I was and maybe some other fans were, like, really optimistic. Like, this could be the turning point. And that was their last was, win. Then they lost and 10 in a Right, and that's, that was their last win. And, they, yeah, they were competitive in the other games, and the defense didn't let them down. But this defense is supposed to be better this year. And I'm on, I'm on your side, Subi. You know, I'm I'm being meatballish here. I, 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 I want a W. You know, I don't want the Bears to go 12 in a row and another Sunday where Bears football dominates my Sunday and I get a three-course poop meal. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But that, no, I that, get that's it. just me, guys. Look, I, I'm not asking. I don't this. think it's a meatball thought either. Uh, to want to win. That's right. I, I, like I don't either, and I, I'm not asking for a full season of this. I'm asking for a week two win, any way you slice it. Like, does I, the I, fact that week three is going to be against the Chiefs in Kansas City factor into I, I your decision? I think so. Like zero oh, three, like s- things can spiral badly. Like Cap was saying this morning, like they're meeting up there. Maybe they meet every Friday now anyway. Cap was saying it was Kevin Warren, Ryan Pauls, and George McCaskey. I wouldn't be shocked, though. I, I got, I'd have uh, the coach in there, too. Yeah, well, maybe they meet anyway. Maybe that's part of protocol now. Maybe George and, and Kevin Warren and general manager meet every fr- Friday now. That, that would be good protocol. Yeah, I agree with you. So maybe that's, like, nothing out of the ordinary. But I don't, like, that's after game one. If, if, it, if it's not protocol, like, what happens if they're 0-3? I just want things to calm down. I want them to settle in, and then let's get some style points as the season goes on. We can work into that. I'm not asking for a full season of winning ugly or or like just just meatball stuff. I'm I'm let's settle this stuff down and then let's move on. That's what I'm asking for. I'm going to tell on you guys with Tom Thayer coming up next. (laughs)